Good afternoon, everyone. Uh, live from Nashville, Tennessee, and London, England, and India. My name is Ashish Parekh, and welcome to another episode of Podcast on Resilience, the Resiliency Series, uh, with my lovely co-host, Dr. Estera Brilka from the United Kingdom. Hi, everyone. And we are joined today with uh, my friend, our friend from uh, India, Sue Singh. And uh, she is here to share her story on resilience. And for those of you who are listening to our podcast for the first time, resilience is the ability to bounce back from a situation and just ability to, you know, pick yourself back up and move forward. And that's what resilience is all about. And Sue will uh, share her story on resilience. And for that, I would like to turn it over to my co-host, Dr. Estera, who will uh, start her conversation with Sue. Hey, thank you, Ashish, and thank you, Sue, for being here with us and for um, sharing your story. Um, so the first question that we always ask to our guests is about the situation or a life event or a challenge uh, that made you adapt, um, you know, a situation that required from you to become more resilient and well, change the ways of doing things. Uh, in your life. So if you could share this kind of um, challenge or, or situation with us. Sure. Perfect. I will. Well, first, let me thank you both for having me on here. And uh, it's an absolute pleasure to talk with both of you. Um, you know, I think the most, uh, the biggest event that really um, made me more resilient and uh, changed the direction of my life was my dad passing away, right? I was just 20 out of college and he had fallen sick like about six months before. And um, I was about to go into my post-graduation, join a business school and I was going to do my MBA, but he fell sick and that kind of changed the direction of my life, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I went from yeah, I can imagine that's like a big thing, big change. Absolutely. I was going to go to business school and college and do my MBA, but then I just quit all that because honestly, we could not afford to. And I joined my first ever sales job and that kind of changed completely, like the whole direction of my life, uh, you know, but he was more important than me going to college. So, you know, and, and that's what like kept me going. And I lost him in six months from then. It's been over 15 years today and uh, him not being there, I think that is like the biggest thing and being able to live with it, uh, that has for about biggest change in my life and that's kind of made me stronger. Mm -hmm. And what, what were the things that you had to change in your life because of what happened to your dad? Um, what were the biggest, you know, changes or, or the biggest adaptations that you had to do apart from the, from the college? Yeah, I mean, the biggest adaptations for me were a lot more mental mm -hmm. than physical because I had to, you know, live with the fact that I had to change my dreams and my aspirations. Mm -hmm. And, you know, having to deal with that mentally, knowing that your dad is not more anymore around and knowing that, you know, you have no one to fall back on. Like you have to stand on your own feet. Although, you know, my mom was around, but she was like, she was dependent on me, right? So mm -hmm. going from a minute of being a dependent on one person to 
completely becoming having somebody else depend on you like th- that's a big change so for me like the biggest changes were mentally to be able to a- accept and move on with the fact that i had to change the course of my directions and of my goals and my dreams mm-hmm. like you know, that's, uh, that's probably something which is not that easy right because well we have plans right we we want to pursue our goals and then something unexpected happens so that's probably more like a process right um oh, it's a very long process for me it's like still i'm still processing it right you know especially mm-hmm. because at the, it's you know sometimes opportunities only come once right and mm-hmm. when you are not able to take that opportunity when it comes and when you have to take time to create that opportunity again for yourself it can take years and years so yeah that's you know, true I'm, I'm i'm still processing that and still trying to get back to where my dreams and my aspirations were so it's a very long process mm-hmm. so if you could tell us what was um, your take away from this whole you know situation from what happened to you your father and your family um you know like a lesson what have you learned um during that time i think the biggest lesson that i have learned after so many years of you know many other things that happened in life but the biggest thing is acceptance like when you accept that hey you know this is what has happened this is what i have you know how of how i deal with it becomes a lot more easier a lot of the times we are struggling with accepting things itself right and the minute we are always thinking of why me why me but not that hey it's done right so the minute we move on from why me to okay now what that's where that's where the acceptance bit goes and if we get acceptance there we'll reach to now what sooner and once we reach to now what sooner you're able to find a way like right. you know so, you're always yeah. able to find hope and you're able to find strength to stand up and get up and do things again mhm yeah well that's very very important um what you've said that lots of people um well including myself in the past i guess everyone does that um we dwell on what has happened to mm-hmm. us and um, we just kind of get lost in that at least for a while and uh, the better better way to do, deal with uh, different life cha- challenges and changes is to actually start accepting what has happened and um, start thinking what we can do about it because just dwelling and uh, ruminating over um all those bad things um but we had to face yeah. not really taking us anywhere so if you could uh, share with us maybe what was your um your way of you know um going from this point when you still um thought about uh, you know you were like mm-hmm. quite sad about what happened uh to the point when you started accepting and you started you know changing your mindset about what has happened to your dad and your family um what was yeah, you know I mean, um Yeah there was a lot of struggle in terms of again you know uh, at that point times I was not as mature as I am today like I was just 20 so you bound to have you know a lot of you know immaturity and a lot of fight within yourself that hey you know I don't deserve this and even though it can get that it can get very frustrating right but again it's about you know your will power to think that okay this does not work out so what do I do next right and you know we just there's nothing else you can do but just accept just you know i think that that's the biggest mm-hmm. thing even now like things happen like covid has happened right 
you know, a lot of things. That's right, yeah, that was know, something which was unexpected. Yes, and it's it ruined. I mean, it just flipped everyone's mindset around in the world, and yeah. I think we all had to like start back from scratch of how to be resilient and move forward in life. Right. I mean, I mean, we we can do nothing but accept it. Right. I mean, there's nothing no one can do but accept it. I mean, even researchers are trying to find vaccines and cures, but for now, even they have to accept it. That is there, and we have to live with it. There's no other choice, right? And when you don't have a choice, it's better to accept things and move on versus just think about what if this wouldn't have happened. We can always do what ifs, but they don't lead anywhere, right? And especially if you keep your goal in mind, you, I don't think you will dwell on what ifs along, a lot longer. Yeah, that's true. It's uh, it's quite difficult to move to this acceptance part, but uh, yeah, staying in the mindset of of what if is not really helping because well, the past is in the past and you can't really change it, whether it's you know it's ten years ago or whether it's well just a day before. So so it's better to move on, uh, though it's not that easy and definitely... It's not at all easy. It's not at all easy. But I think that's what you, you need at the right point of time is, mm-hmm. you know, the right support system. Surround yourself with people who are positive. You know, it doesn't have to be people you've known for years or it doesn't have to be people you will know for the next few years. It just matters that at, at that point of time, at that, you know, at that minute, are they your support system? Are you able to hold on to the positive vibes that they are giving you and are you able to grow from it i mean the people who were my support system 15 years ago i don't even know where they are now i don't even know which part of the world they are now but they were my support system at that point in time and for that i'm grateful so what i'm just trying to say is you know you don't have to know those people forever neither do you, they have to be people you've known since you were a kid you just need at that point in time to sur- surround yourself with people who are positive who are you know who got the right outlook in life and I believe that you feed off positivity, right? Especially mm-hmm. if you're around positive people and you're around people who always speak positive, your brain will allow you to think less negative. You know, it will, it will only try to bring positive thoughts. So if you want to accept things, move on, just make sure you're always talking to people who are successful, talking to people who are doing great, talking to people who are doing a good job, reading a great life. I mean, in the beginning, it can give you negative thoughts like, hey, those people are very successful, but eventually it's going to rub off on you. Definitely. If you are, you know, feeling not too well and, and really difficult things are happening in your life, there is no point of, um, of surrounding yourself with people who will pull you down. Um, exactly. Unfortunately, that's, that's um, what often happens because mm-hmm. if we ourselves are not in a great mood and we don't have an optimistic outlook um, on our future when we tend to uh, gravitate towards people who are also rather pessimistic and correct um, correct yeah i mean i think that's happens. human nature right you know, mm, you know if we're already feeling low like for example if i'm looking for a job the most people i will connect with people who are already looking for jobs which makes no sense but we still do that mm. right i mean you know you know if i'm looking for uh, you know say if I'm looking, my goal is to become a CEO in the next two years. I'm not, you know, naturally, I will not be connecting with people who are already CEOs. I would be connecting with people like me who are looking to aspire to become, which does not make any sense, but we should try and do opposite of that. We should try and connect with people who are already successful, surround yourself with people who are already successful. And, you know, don't start going on the path that, hey, you know, I deserve more than them because that does not happen. 
everyone mm. gets what they deserve right everyone in the end of the day you'll you'll always get what you deserve mm. yeah well that's uh, that's very important to find the role models that you know um are in the place where we want to be um because right. exactly like connecting with them and um you know learning from them uh, and also be supported um by them if we are so lucky mm-hmm. it's definitely bringing us closer to our goals and that point in life yeah. where we want I mean, to be more than yeah and more than you know even if they don't support you right and even mm-hmm. if they don't you, they don't know you much but what i'm trying to say is say for example mm-hmm. just take the case of linkedin and if i'm connected with all those positive people i'm reading positive stuff throughout the day right mm-hmm. i'm not reading tough stuff that's demotivating i'm reading stuff that's always uplifting of bigger things than what i am and that kind of brings positiveness so i i just believe firmly that if you're positive you you get positive things to you and if you you know positive affirmations really work so keep doing that and i think that that kind of helps in the long run a lot yeah that's true and uh, if you could also tell to all those that are listening to us now what is your advice um for those who want to become more resilient in a similar situation that well has happened to you in the past um what would be your advice for them um my advice is very simple uh, you know my advice is it's okay everything is okay you know it's okay to feel sad it's okay to feel let down it's okay to feel stress right i think a lot of times we uh start taking on too much on ourselves saying that hey i should not feel so but it's absolutely fine to feel feeling is a normal thing and we should let ourselves feel right but living in that feeling is not okay right it's mm-hmm. okay to feel stressful it's okay to feel sad it's okay to you know to cry it's okay to not feel great it's okay to feel blank everything is okay but what is not okay is letting that dominate our lives right what should yeah, dominate true. our lives is our goal that should our goals and our aspirations should dominate our lives yeah, not we, how we should not lose our goal you know from yeah 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 that is what is most important it's okay for feeling anything it's okay to be stressful it's okay to be tired of everything but it's not okay to let that ruin the bigger picture that's yeah well true. that's true but we quite often have lots of difficulties to actually admit even to ourselves that we are feeling down maybe that we are even de- depressed i or... think you know no i think i'll tell you why it's it's very mm-hmm. difficult it's because the society has told us it's not exactly okay. exactly exactly that's the thing we are culturally conditioned exactly not that is not okay no but kind of challenging emotions to people around us i mean you know we are told that it's not okay to be depressed we are told it's not okay to be stressed right mm-hmm. we are told from day one that it's not okay to cry right we are told from day one hey don't yeah we cry. need to hey, be strong yeah right don't show I mean, our weakness all right don't cry i mean why do you say don't cry it's okay it's okay to cry go ahead cry like the minute you take out the stigma of all these things like from day one saying that it's okay it becomes very easy for us to accept that it's okay right exactly you know stop telling people that it's not okay it's absolutely okay mm. right and 
I think we, it's, it's something you have to start all over again, right? You have to tell, tell yourself, tell your kids, tell the people around you, it's okay, mm-hmm. it's fine, right? And once you accept, everything else will fall into place. Yeah, it's actually very important what, what you've just said because well, we've been conditioned since we were children and it's not only when we are adults that we hear that, you know, it's not good to show that we are, you know, down down in the dumps, that we are not feeling very well and definitely it's not, not good to show to others your weakness and, you know, yeah. cry when you're crying, etc. But this is, this is something that we learn very, very early on. And the problem with that is that um, if you grow up in a family that does not really allow you to express this kind of feelings and they uh, somehow do not acknowledge that you may feel, um, well, like not happy, for example, if you are a child, um, then you actually learn that it's not okay, but you also can get quite confused with actually naming how you're feeling. So yeah. Uh, and that's one of the problems that lots of adults, um, even if they actually feel not well, they can't really express what's, what's going on, what's the exactly. problem. Mm. Right. I mean, you know, it, it, it's not a very uh, uncommon thing to have, you know, especially if you have kids around the house. You'd see like people say, hey, why are you not smiling? Why are you not happy? Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't have to be happy all the time. Like, you know, kids don't have to be happy all the time. Right. Yeah, exactly. They can have thousands of emotions, and they don't have to smile and be happy just because you want to see them happy. Right. That's I mean, true. Give me a break. I don't want to be happy, so I won't be happy. Yeah, and children also perceive different uh, things, you know, differently um, than adults do. So. Yeah. Adults may think that this is like nothing. That's not a reason to cry or a reason to be exactly. sad. But for a child, especially a small one. That's actually a very big reason to, to yeah, feel I mean, not very well. Take the case of men, all right? Mm-hmm. Boys are told from day one, irrespective of where in the world you are, which country you are, which region you are, boys don't cry. Exactly, and that's everywhere. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, why? Why don't boys cry? I mean, go ahead, you can cry. It's fine. Like, once mm-hmm. you tell them, like, I think it's, that's the root cause, right? If you start solving things at the root cause, adult things in the world will fall into place. Yeah, that's true. Very many cultures actually are not supporting, expressing, um, you know, um, different emotions. And it's not only even about the, those challenging emotions, but uh, here, for example, in the UK, you are not uh, really super to express your you know happiness too much either that's what mm-hmm. I've, I've noticed you're not really expressing that you are sad you're not expressing you're upset but on you know the other on the other hand yeah. you're not really expressing that you are super happy about oh, yes something. I mean so, the same thing you're like in India in right women are not supposed to laugh out loud like you can't yeah no, not or loud. Not too loud at least yeah yeah not too loud yeah like you can yeah. laugh but you, you should be mm-hmm. again quiet about your laughter so I'm like that's stupid but mm. yeah well I mean yeah of course like why why wouldn't you laugh out loud <laughs> if something is really funny or you know you're feeling so so good that you want to express it right you don't exactly. want to bottle up your emotions okay well so thank you very much for sharing your story with us and um, for your advice to everyone that is listening um, to our podcast on how to become more resilient And thank you very much for joining us.
here today. Hey, thank you so much, both of you again, for having me here. No problem, Sue. Thank you for um, just sharing your story with us and um, just, you know, continued success for the rest of the year for you. And, um, you know, if you do need anything, just either reach out to myself or Dr. Estera and we'll more than gladly be willing to help you out. So thank you, guys. Okay, thank you, everyone. Bye. 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 Take care.